You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. a lot of other stuff going on like post pregnancy I was not necessarily the nicest person and like going back on birth control I was like my hormones were just like crazy um your hormones are real they are so much more real than I ever knew I never knew until I did the egg crowd preservation this summer and holy moly I had no idea it's like you're another person yeah. So I was like a different, that's also kind of like now that I'm kind of back to being me again, in a sense, I'm less concerned that he's good. Not that I don't think he could, like, it's a real possibility. It, it was, it was life shaking. And it's like, oh, this is a possibility. He could leave. Like this happens. Right. But our relationship is now good enough that I don't think he will now that I'm kind of back to my senses or whatever. Um, I mean, there's that fault too, but. Um, yeah. Hormones are real. They were just very real and not very kind to anyone in the relationship, <laughs> is what I will say. Hey, get me on that. I have not been pregnant, but then when I was injecting myself three times a day, I was just like, felt like a Looney Tune. Yeah. And I had hyperemesis. I don't know if you know about that while I was pregnant. Oh. So um, I was basically disabled oh, while God. I was pregnant because I was just, I was so sick. Yeah. There were days I literally had to hire a home health aide oh my- and stay home from work because I thought if I got up to the bathroom, I would pass out. Oh my God. And I was just very down. Um, so it was a rough couple of years. It, yeah. So it was a really rough couple of years. Um, and then the which, student loan debt doesn't help. It does not help. Yeah. Because without them, we'd be doing amazing, I feel like. Yes. But um because of the student loan debt, I think we're doing okay because I'm really, I don't want to use the word stingy, but frugal. frugal. Uh, yes. Because I'm frugal and I've just always been frugal. I've always been the saver. Um, so that's how we've kind of gotten to be okay, even though we both have just always paid a lot towards our school loans. But if we didn't have them, if we could be rid of them, like, oh my God. like It'd be life-changing. It would literally be life-changing. Um, we definitely have fantasies that he could be like a stay at home dad or maybe just freelance with some of his technical skills. Um, 
And because I'm the one I want to work. I have no, I don't not want to work. I really like my job, but um, he, he would love to not have a job <laughs> and be with our kid more. And I'm like, I have enough time with him. I love him, but uh, I'm good. Let me go in. Yeah. Let me do my work. That's well, okay. Yeah. So let's talk about, so do you, with his student loans, since you're paying them like twice a year, yeah. you make, so is he ma- making his regular monthly principal and interest payment? Yeah. And he pays more. This is where it gets a little bit confusing based on some stuff that I've heard from you. Um, And when we did it, like when we put the big amounts in, we didn't get a weird fee when we just paid off the loan. But like a few months ago, he put in like 5,000. He actually just did it again. And he was, and I told him we have to do the check and just say the principal only. But basically that just felt too hard. Okay. And was kind of this like barrier to actually making the payment. So he just did it online. Like, online and he had to pay like an extra 60 bucks towards like fees and interest or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it still seemed better than not making the payment yeah, because, absolutely. you know, when you're getting 10% and I don't understand how often it's capitalized, but it seems like every moment. Uh, so I would say as frequently as they can. <laughs> yeah. So it seems like even though it's dumb, like the barrier for entry kind of, of having to write the check and mail it and make sure it's for principal didn't seem worth it okay. if it meant like delaying his payment sure. in a way. It's faster. Yeah. It's faster to do it online. Did they attribute the whole, besides the $60 to fees and interest, did they attribute the rest of it to principal? Yes. Okay. So we've been able to direct it specifically at the highest interest loan. I decided that that would be best. Yeah. Hopefully you agree. Yes. No, I agree. There's obviously two methods, highest interest or lowest balance. Either option, I say, you know, some personal finance people will tell you technically the highest interest, you'll save the most money. But honestly, achieving, you know, sticking to the plan is where is the best option. So whatever plan works best for you, um, highest interest technically will save you the most money. You just don't always see the reward as quickly because not always the case, but sometimes the highest interest isn't your lowest dollar amount. Right. And his are not because they were gaining like... Because we were gaining so much for so many years. Um, but because there's so many loans, because he has like six or eight loans, although I think we just paid off another little one. Um, it's not that bad. Like none of them are over 20,000 anymore. They're all under 20,000 each. But, you know, some of them are around 10% interest. So I'm having us tackle the, high- the highest interest. But we can see a big difference that it's like, oh, we owe half as much on that loan now as we did. And you could, and you should still, you're still keeping your payment. When your payment goes down, do you keep it at the original amount monthly or do you, are you lowering it monthly? I think the way he's doing it. So I'm not involved in like how he pays every single month. I'm kind of just trying to guide it generally. Um, the way I think he's doing it, like he basically budgets still for the same amount he always paid, but he's the actual payments are the payments that they dictate. And then he's doing these like lump sum payments towards the highest interest one with the amount that is no longer being paid. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. He doesn't need to wait until he accrues a large dollar amount though. So he could make, so let's say his monthly payment went from, we'll just use round numbers. It was 500. Now it's 300, right? Because you're paying them off. I was going to say, because this is where we get into the whole like safety emergency fund type thing. He doesn't really have any backup money. I'm kind of the backup money, which drives me nuts. And I want him to have some money in his account because I hate having to cover things. So I was encouraging him to have a little bit like just in case. Yeah. Like a thousand. 
dollars maybe. Yeah. So it wasn't until he had like back, enough backup money that I was kind of, he would say letting him pay the extra towards the loans. And maybe that's silly, but like, I don't know. I was just so sick of always, and I am still sick of just being the backup no matter what. Yeah. Like, make the same amount. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I like the idea of having an emergency fund. And I feel like I always say you have to have an emergency fund. You have to have an emergency fund, especially because you have a child. But I also yeah. hate the idea of having 10% interest capitaliz- capitalized on a loan. Okay. So I'm on the fence just because with the student loans, as we were talking about, they do this thing called interest capitalization, which is where if you don't pay all of the interest, they add it back to your principal and then calculate interest on the interest. And when you're talking about 10% loans, it gets really ugly. Um, and that's how it like doubled in the previous 10 years, basically. Yes, that is exactly how it doubled. And that's why even though you've been making consistent on-time payments for over a decade, uh, the loan balances weren't going down. So I could be wrong, but both of your jobs are fairly stable. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. I Long-term, I'm worried about mine. Um, okay. And long-term, he doesn't love his. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I don't think, like, neither of us are, in theory, going to be fired in the next, like, three months. I don't know how much you follow weird academic stuff. Tiny liberal arts colleges are not doing well, and mine is a like the tiniest of the tiny. And so we're kind of just always barely hanging on, which is also why I make like less than $60,000 a year in Boston as a professor. Um, so. Because hmm. uh, I'm, I'm on the fence here because I really want, I, I understand the concept. Of, I, I feel like I'm arguing against myself about this emergency fund. Because okay. your student loan rates are so high. Yeah. The interest rates are just so high. I would say strive to have, how much do you have an emergency fund? So uh, my, it's a, everything's so complicated. I kind of have a twofold <laughs> emergency fund, I would say. I'm, okay. I have $10,000 that my, um, basically a family member that I am the, what is it? Basically, if she dies, I have to take care of everything for her will. Executor. Yes. And the executor. Um, and so like when her mom died, she had to hand out, she had she needed so much money on hand that she wasn't expecting that she doesn't want that to happen to me. So she's made a bank okay. account so that I have this $10,000 if I need it for if she ever drops. Um, okay. So there is that. And I'm allowed to use it if I if I like need it. If it's a true emergency, I, I can use it. I would just feel really guilty about it. Um, okay. And then if, if she happened to die while I was having an extreme emergency, like <laughs> I then wouldn't have that $10,000 to take care of her stuff. But also she'd be dead. So I don't know. Maybe it'd be okay. <laughs> or, um, yeah. Then you would be processing her estate and hopefully there would be some some stuff you could liquidate in her estate. Absolutely. In my checking account, I try and keep like 10000 also. Okay. Um, given, given that, even though I know that other 10 is like really backup, 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 it's yeah. still there. Yeah. So I do think given that, I know you want your husband to have his own emergency fund because it would be nice to for not, you know, because you're doing a good job and having it. Yeah. But also could be costing a lot of money. Okay. So I think if you just looked at that, I think if you saw the numbers, you'd be, you'd be more on board with it. Okay. Um, it's really hard to calculate. That's what I haven't been able to figure out the actual numbers. Yeah. You know, they don't tell you, yeah. which is another, this is why this is a black hole because there should be like, you know, I'm a smart woman. I'm literally a professor. Like I'm literally yeah. <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm a smart person. <laughs> 
I know it, it's on there because like with credit cards, they have to tell you if you make the minimum payment that you'll be paying for 1,492 months. Right. Essentially, you'll be paid off when you're 92. Right. And for some reason, there is no legislation that forces student loans to be like, because of you only paid the payment we asked you for, you'll never pay these off. You'll be paying for 4000 You know, they don't tell you. And it is very hard to calculate. Right. Um, I bet you they wouldn't give you the answer if you called. But I'm just going to take a guess that the way that if you're by waiting six months, there probably is some interest capitalization happening. And at 10%, okay. they're charging you 10% on top of 10%, right? Okay. That's not ideal. No. So what I would do is um, I would make the regular monthly payment and then I would make the principal payment that month because what, what they'll do is if there's any interest, because the way the loan terms typically read, they'll... If there's any unpaid interest when he goes to make the principal payment, they'll pay that off first. That like that sixty dollars or fifty yeah. or whatever. So then that way there should be no interest capitalization on a monthly basis. If you're getting rid of the interest capitalization on a monthly basis basis, you'll get ahead of the game. Okay. So that's what I would do it monthly. I and then you it would be that sixty dollars like if he was only putting an extra two hundred, but it was always that extra sixty that it would feel like less is going towards it. Do you know what I mean? You have to check and see if they're charging you a fee for the the principal payment only or if they're charging you any interest and fees. Okay. And this might be like a long, painful phone call with them. Yeah. All right. I would take an average of three answers. That's always my rule when you're dealing with 1-800-PEOPLE. Yeah. Because what I'm worried about is that they're charging you – they're still charging interest on interest on a monthly basis. That's what I'm worried about. Okay. There shouldn't be a fee for principal payment. They're, they are allowed to pull out any – if there's interest still due that hadn't been paid, they can take that out. But if they're taking that out, then it means they're not capitalizing it, which is better for you. Okay. Does that make sense? I think so. So basically better to pay it as soon as we can, almost no matter what. <laughs> yes. Unless unless they're charging you this $60 like admin fee okay. to make a principal payment. And if that's the case, then I would just make sure all the interest is getting paid monthly and then save up the principal payment for every six months. But you still need to make sure all interest on all loans is being paid on a monthly basis. Okay, make sure all interest for all loans is being paid every month. Yes. This is going to be a long podcast. This is probably the longest one ever. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Eggle time, money pants. <laughs> I have a Thorough. complicated life. <laughs> you have a complicated life. Because um, I want you to look at yours. I want you to try and do the same thing on your private loans. Private loans. Yeah. Because the fact that yours aren't going down and you've already paid thirty thousand and you still owe twenty is scary. Yeah, I think my interest rate is on, is like six, which always just seemed better than. It's all relative. Yeah. It's better than ten. But so maybe I should be. I should. I need to look at mine and just be more aggressive on mine. Yeah, I would look at yours and make sure the same thing's happening that you're at least getting all the interest paid monthly, and then at least it will stay even. I mean, mine's. I think the it's now going down. It's just not going down fast. Yeah, we don't want you to be paying another. You don't want to spend another thirty thousand and still have ten. I mean, then you'll have paid sixty over twenty years that's and insane. still. That's insane. Yeah, it's like worse than the mob. Yeah, I don't know anything about the mob, but when you watch mob movies, it seems worse than the mob. Yeah, <laughs> or like a payday lender. It's kind of like this weird. It is kind of like yeah, those people you see on the side of the roads, like well, payday loans. Yeah, <laughs> we'll loan you might as well say Navient. Like yeah. Navient fun. That's like their side business. Right. It's their side. They don't, make, they don't quite make as much money doing payday loans as they do with student loans, but you know, they pick up a little extra cash. Right. But they're different demographics. So 
different demographics. <laughs> they just make sure they get everybody in the country. Yep. I want to make sure they get everybody. Um, unbelievable. So yeah, I would tackle your student your student loans, make sure that all the interest is getting paid, make sure that your husband's all the monthly interest, and then keep making the principal payments. That's totally the best way to get rid of them. Okay. And do you think my amount of emergency fund is fine? Yes. I think because you're so diligent. It sounds like, I mean, from what we've talked, you're very diligent about your budgeting. Um, so I think 10000 you know, the only problem that you would run into is if you lost your tenant, but hopefully you could get that replaced within a month, right? So it we did one year lose our tenant. It was terrible because um, she left in December. And so if, if someone leaves in the winter in Boston, you can't it's hard to tenant replace. basically till spring. Um, okay. So we do have to be able to cover our mortgage if anything happens for at least a few months. You can't really count on that. Um, it would be really tight because that we would give you about five. We were able to do it. You know, it's like we survived that. It was just horrible. Although we weren't in daycare yet. The other expense, I don't know, I didn't go over all of our expenses. The other big expense we have is 1300 a month for daycare. Yikes. So, and that's the cheap. Does it's that- not even expensive, which is crazy. It's kind of. Does that come out of the joint money? Yes. Okay. So I think that, I mean, in an ideal situation, I would have you up your emergency fund. So if you can, if you have any extra money at the end of a month, which I, I doubt, I mean, obviously it sounds like, you know, with daycare and with student loan payments and just regular living. But if you had anything extra, I would put it, I would put, I would kind of split the difference between your student loans and your emergency fund. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so in our joint account, there's nothing ever left over. That's basically right. to the dollar, which drives me nuts. I want more of a buffer in there. But I generally, on my personal account, I tend to, like, unless we do something fun, I tend to have about $1,000. Like my, if I do nothing, my bank account will grow generally by about $1,000 a month. Like That's fantastic. But that's doing nothing for yourself. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just like work, eat, sleep, work, eat, sleep, repeat, pay loans. Uh, it's not quite, it doesn't feel that bad. Okay. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> it doesn't feel bad. <laughs> I, Maybe if you did 250 a month into the emergency fund. Okay. Because I don't, right now I don't actually have it separated. It's just like my checking account kind of is the emergency mm-hmm. fund. So maybe I need to separate so why, it. Why don't you do try digit? Have you tried that app? No. We've been doing Basically, like Mint, but it doesn't like to, we like to do local banks because I hate big corporate America. Uh, so it like doesn't sync well with small local banks. No, it doesn't. Um, Digit, you might like, it's an app. So it's not a big bank. It's not like a big corporate bank. It's like a startup. And they basically steal money from your checking account. Okay. And everybody that I've had use it, including older people who like are very not tech savvy, um, really, really, they really like it just because it'll take small I'm increments. Geriatric millennial does not mean. <laughs> We're senior millennials. We're not geriatric senior. Okay. We're senior. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Um, it'll steal money out in smaller increments. So it's not as noticeable like five, you know, 571 or $2.30, but it adds up over time. Oh. So you could end up with a like hundred dollars in there. Mm-hmm. So if you do it for a year or two, you could end up with like a thousand or so. Yeah. And so then that can be another bucket of money for you. Okay. So give that a whirl. But I, I always think the best thing to do is it's you're doing a really good job being diligent with the money. So I think a good compromise is, you know, half for today, half for tomorrow kind of thing. So like if 
you get down and there's a thousand dollars left over at the end of the month, like you could put two fifty in for emergency fund, maybe put another two hundred towards a student student loan. So then also make sure, you know, you have some money for yourself because kind of like what happened to your husband, you don't want to burn out on the Yeah. Always being down to the last penny. Right. Every month. Yeah. So that's why I don't want it's complicated. And that which I the thing I thought you were going to say to me that we haven't brought up is I'm not really contributing to a 401k. There's two other things I was going to bring up to you. I just didn't want to overwhelm you. We might have to make this like a two-part series. Okay. We're going to go through You're really willing to talk to me. I'm here for it. So. <laughs> so I was going to talk about retirement. And the other thing that actually was more at the forefront of my mind is life insurance. Yeah. Because you have a big baby. We need to do that. And we just haven't because I don't understand how kind of. It just, that's kind of the same problem with both both of the things. Like I don't. So life insurance, I can tell you right now, the easiest thing and the most cost effective, because obviously we need to make all of your dollars go as far as possible, Mm -hmm. is going to be level term insurance. Term insurance is temporary. Mm -hmm. You could even get it for um, just 20 20 years, which would bring, so then you're, I don't know, is it a boy or girl? It's it's a child. Well, (laughs) Child. <laughs> your child your child would then be um they'll be in their 20s yeah 22 yeah so then that, that way they're an adult yeah and the mortgage will be paid off and the mortgage will be paid off exactly so then that way if anything happened to you at that time it wouldn't be as much of it would be more of a regular tragedy not a financial right. tragedy in addition to a tragedy right same thing with your husband yeah so you could the twenty year you'll pay a little bit less than if you looked at thirty year. So if you're looking to cut costs, mm-hmm. you could look at the twenty year versus thirty. Yeah. The level term concept of it means that you make the same payment the entire time. It doesn't change. Do not go to an insurance person. They will try and sell you a more expensive policy. Yeah. Go online and just like talk to level Google. Google. Yeah, talk to Doctor Google. <laughs> say level term. Okay. The companies will come up, and you can just look for the pricing to give you an idea. I'm. 35, which is scary. Um, and I got my insurance at 29 and I pay a hundred dollars a month for $2 million. Oh, wow. And I don't think I need that much. Yeah. You don't need that much. I would cover the mortgage amount in full. And yeah. then I would cover it for both you and your husband. So if anything happened to either one of you, you could pay off the mortgage. Yeah. That's what my mom always said. I just haven't done. Yeah. You want to do that. And then I would figure out how much you would want to help your partner out with retirement and then for college. So mortgage plus I don't know, maybe a hundred thousand, hundred fifty for college, and a hundred and hundred and fifty for your husband, something like that. Yeah. Okay. And that way, um, maybe then it's only fifty bucks a month. Okay. I mean, only. I mean, it's still a big chunk of change, but at least then that way, God forbid something happened to either one of you, there's no financial tragedy mm-hmm. as my well. My friend's husband. Oh my God. Yeah. She. Your friend's husband. Yeah. Died. He got a brain cancer. She. He was forty. She's maybe turning forty next year. Maybe she's thirty-eight right now. Two kids. She's a- Yeah, and it's just very um it made it very real that it was like oh shit this happens and he didn't have life insurance he had some through work so i have some through work um but it's like mm-hmm. one year's income basically it's not yeah and that I mean, nothing and i don't have to pay for it but um it's not enough and, and he made a lot more so i think you know i think his through work was a, a couple hundred thousand but the amount that they spend as a family is significant as well yeah and if God forbid he lost his job right. and then passed yeah. away, they wouldn't tell him anything, yeah. which would have been horrifying. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I would definitely look at that first. So I'd actually put that on the list before I'd put the retirement. Okay. Number one is that. The thing is, once you do it, you're literally done. Like you do it one time and then you're done for. Right. And I can put it on auto pay or whatever and it'll be fine. Exactly. Yeah. You think about it once, you figure out the amounts, you do your underwriting and they come do a physical and then you are done. Okay. They do the physical? Yeah. They'll send someone out. They'll send a nurse out. Oh, well. Yeah. And so old school. It's so old school. And it's so funny. I got dinged for having asthma. Oh. I was like, I run marathons. And the woman's like, mm. <laughs> I was like, I'm healthy. I want the, perf- they have like different statuses and yeah. standard. And I was like, I think I should be preferred. <laughs> oh, man. I have All to right. Make sure you're in shape. No smoking. Make sure you're in good shape. No, that. You know, I have to make this cough go away before yeah, they come out. When you have a cough. And then the last thing I would work on, well, not last thing. I mean, it would be ideal if you could do it all, but I know that that's yeah. not possible, is I would get in, you probably have a 403B at work. So I I haven't set it up. Okay. I don't, I in my mind it's 401k, but I think it should be the 403B because we are a not-for-profit, which is why I can do the PSLF. Um, I think it's probably a 403B. But basically they only match 1% and because my income, whatever, because, 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 I've just never never done done. Yeah. Okay. And I also well, most of it, I think if basically I went from adjunct to full time at the same time I was having the baby. So I didn't start being eligible for it until 2017 anyway. So I haven't lost that much money, to be fair. Okay. Uh, Well, let's get you in it, even if you just do fifty bucks every pay period. Just do something that feels manageable. And then what I want you to do is anytime you get a raise, I want you to put the majority of the raise in there. So if they give you a 3% raise, put 2% in the retirement and then take 1% for yourself. Yeah. They don't really do raises. Do raises, right? They haven't really done raises for the last 10 years. Oh my God. Uh, Yeah. Where I'm saying like, when I say some schools are on the brink, like we are one of those schools. So I'm really happy we still exist. I'm happy I have a job that I love and like I teach art, right? It's an amazing thing. I get to spend my days talking about art, but um. it's not as reliable as my fantasy self thought it was going to be when I was like, ah, yes, I'll be a tenured professor someday and it will be lovely. Um, It's like your tenure doesn't last if your school closes. No, that is very true. Well, let's get you in the plan and then maybe- Because right now, tell me if this is a terrible plan and not that I won't also do that because I I know I should and at least get the 1% that they do match. Yes. but like right now, what basically my husband and I tell ourselves is that our house is kind of our retirement because we have the rental income mm-hmm. and that like we're kind of thinking of it that way. Not that we want to pull equity out of the house, but like we have basically $400,000 worth of equity in the house so far because of the market is insane. Um, I definitely and, think that that's a good portion of your retirement. And okay. You but have, it's not, you it can be everything. You won't have a pension, right? No. Um, I think that's a good portion, but I think what you still need to save. Okay. So yeah, put in, I guess, 50 bucks a month would work out to be a little bit more than 1% of your... Or do, make sure you do the full 1% so that you're putting at least 2% in. And then I would just try, yeah. as the student loans get paid off, I would try and increase the, the retirement. Yeah. And once... I mean, in theory, once my mine are gone, then I'll have just my monthly payment. Although... My parents have some loans on my school loan. Um, oh, no. And so I, I would take over those payments once my loans were forgiven. Because I got my, my money pants. You didn't tell me about this. Sorry. <laughs> it's not in my name. I know it's on your name. 
are those the parent plus loans? I don't even know. Okay. I think she's paying $300 a month. All right. And then, but they're in your parents' name only, not yeah. your name. You're not, they weren't co-signers or anything. Correct. These are just her. Just your mom's. Okay. So I want to take that over once mine are forgiven. Yes. Okay. So, oh man, I have, but I'm, giving you, okay. I'm giving you a lot to do. It's all right. I'm going to be on break. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So number one, you have to research both of your student loans to see how the interest is being applied and making sure that you're not falling under the interest capitalization. So I want to make sure that all interest is paid off on all loans monthly. Yeah. Then secondary from there, you can make the principal payments. Yeah. You're going to look at level term life insurance for both you and your husband. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to get into the 403B at work. At least 1%. If you can manage two, that'd be pretty awesome. Okay. Just so you get it started. It's yeah. No, I think I can do it. It's more just like actually doing it. Doing the paperwork, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we have a whole class on investments. Then I have a question for you. Yes. Is there any side hustle that you could do where you could make like a couple hundred bucks a month? Like 200? I mean, I feel like I have 200 on my side that I can spend, so... Because I feel like on my end, I have like $1,000 a month that I could use. Yeah. Because I want to – I would like to get your – four. because let's say it's going to be 50 bucks a month for the life insurance. It'd be great if we could get you in at like 200 a month into the 403B. Okay. We can aim for that. Okay. I mean, I used to – my the amounts that I paid for my school loan, the income-based is so bizarre. I have no idea how they truly calculate it. But it's like I used to pay that per month on that one and it was fine. I don't know. I'm just always – whatever it is, I'm fine. I can do it. Like okay. If you tell me that's what I should do, I can do it. Okay. Because uh, so, yeah, I'm just worried about that you're going to run all the numbers and be like, this girl is crazy. Um, all right. So try for that. Run the numbers. I feel like we need to have a follow-up in February. Yeah. I, well, we won't know in February. I don't know how fast. Okay. So maybe in March. Yeah. Uh, second quarter. Second. <laughs> And then you can tell me how all of this is going. Okay. We're going to run this as a two-part series because this is the longest podcast I've ever recorded. Sorry. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. So wait, I'm going to wrap it up for our listeners. So these are going to, we'll do two 30-minute segments. We'll do a whole deep dive on student loans and then we'll do the rest of your life as the second part. Okay. Um, So thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. And for our lovely listeners, please follow us on Instagram. If you want to be a guest, you can send us a message. You can DM us. Um, We're on Facebook and Twitter as well. And we have a bunch of new classes out, which you can find on, or hopefully they're up already, on www.planancial.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.